and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, I'm joined by Neil. And before I ask you how you are, I'm just going to play this. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Ah! And that's basically because I know how you are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was tired last night before the game when we did our recording. I didn't exactly end up any less tired after staying up, watching that game, having to go to work and then get through the day today as well. So to have to do that off the back of such a piss poor performance, it's kind of hard to be anything other than annoyed, really. I mean, it it sits with you all day long, doesn't it? As, as, a, as a real Bulls fan, when you have to witness like subpar performances like that, it, it sticks with you for the day and just leaves you in foul humour for the whole day long. Yeah, I mean, obviously I've played it because it's going to cover this episode. And, you know, we're both in the same mindset at the minute. And like you just said, it sits with you all day. And I've been an ass all day. You know, we was up at 2am to watch it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we're not the only ones that get up at that sort of time. There's people in further in Europe that are up even later, earlier, yeah. whatever. Obviously, they're pretty late tips in, well, for Americans at the minute, or in Chicago anyway. Um, but for the people who end up watching it, either whether it's the highlights or the condensed version or whatever, and you're not in the moment with it all, I don't think you really understand it, why it sits with you all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it doesn't matter what time tip-off is. It, a performance like that, it just, yeah, infuriates you. And, I mean, we put out an episode last night where, as usual, we try to find the positives in everything that's going on at the minute. And then Bulls throw up a performance like that and you think, you can't defend it. No. You know, um, no more than the Bulls could defend the Suns. Yeah, or Booker in particular. Well, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was just... You kind of think, I see where people are coming from with what they're saying. As much as you don't want to go down that route, it that's where you start going with it, isn't it? It's just... Yeah, I mean... Well, we'll get into it, I guess. No time like the present, is there? No, it's not going to go away any quicker anyway, is it? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, obviously before, well, in last night's scene, we did our predictions and we both said it's either going to be a Bulls win and it'll be close or if Suns win, we're going to get blown out. Yeah. And within about two minutes of the game, I said to you it was going to be a blowout, didn't I? Absolutely. It was just it never looked within the bull's grasp at all at any point. No, and I mean when you look at the stats after it it if you're just looking at the stats, the like the team stats, there's one that stands out which we'll get into. But it's a lot closer than it actually you'd actually think. Apart from where it mattered. Yeah. So yeah, um, 
obviously we ended up losing 132-113. One of the first things that we did in the first was a travel by Damar. Yes. And that seemed to just keep going and going and going with these travel calls that we keep getting. There, There was at least three or four last night. Yeah. And... I mean, as the period went, uh, first quarter went on, you know, we were down seven, we kind of draw it back a little bit. And then um, the usual sort of thing with Bulls, struggling from three. We finally hit one with Alex Caruso. And then he goes down the other end. And as we've mentioned time and time again, fouls the shooter and gives away an on one. So that three-pointer that we've just given or just scored, We've given them straight back. Yeah. So that hasn't changed. Uh, we finished the first down by seven. And then into the second, it was the same again. Missing threes. And then they go down the other end and they hit three. We ended up down by 12, then down by 15, then down by 19, and then eventually down by 21. Yeah. And that was just in the second. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the, we, the vast majority of the damage score-wise was done in the second and it just never really got back. Yeah, well, I mean, the first we lost 32-25. The yeah. second we lost 32-18. Yeah. The third we lost 42-38 and we actually won the fourth, but we'll get into that in a minute because it was just garbage. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a few stats at the half. Like I say, we were down 64-43. Three-point-wise, we were 1 of 14, and that was that Caruso one in the first, which we then gave back, pretty much. Uh, They were 6 of 14, so we was actually shooting the same amount as them. We just weren't hitting them. Free throws, 8 of 12 for us, 6 of 8 for them. Assists, 11 for us, 15 for them. Rebounds, 19 for us, 23 for them. And steals, we were we had two, they had one. Blocks, we had four, they had one. And most of them seemed to come from P-Will on DeAndre Ayton in the first two minutes, didn't they? Yes, yeah. Because uh, they you would go into it, DeAndre Ayton in the first and he was cooking anybody that was any, anywhere near him. Yeah. Uh, and then into the third and we finally started to hit a few threes, but we're giving threes. Um, we ended up going down 23 and then we actually went on an 11-0 run and you think, could we do it? And then we didn't because we started giving away threes again. And within seconds, they went on a 7-0 run and we were back down by 22. And I'd stop making any notes then because there was just no point. No. Um, so yeah, main story from it was obviously Devin Booker going for fifty-one points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to back him up, DeAndre and hit thirty. You know, so eighty-one points between their two star players showed us what star players are actually capable of. Yeah, it's insane. And. I mean, fair enough, DeAndre and put up a lot of them points when it didn't really matter at the end. 
I didn't think they put him in there just to get him to 30, to be honest. <laughs> but in the fourth, we kept our starters in as well, which really didn't see the point in that. Yeah, it's just risking injury at that stage. I mean, there was no, no way they were going to claw back into the game. No, I didn't. No. I didn't see the fourth or most of the fourth quarter anyway. I was at work for the second half, and unfortunately, you know, I had people asking me questions, expecting me to actually earn my money. So uh, I had to, <laughs> I had to step away from the screen for most of the fourth quarter. But um, in a way, it was almost a godsend because I didn't have to endure any more of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously the sat booker for the fourth. Like I said, they brought Ayton back in, which is it started, you know, stat padding sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, we seemed to just leave our starters in. Eventually, we took them out. I don't know if it was Billy sort of saying, you're taking responsibility for this or what. Um, you know, because for our players, stat-wise, it improved their box score numbers. Yeah, it made it look better than it was. Yeah, and I mean we'll get into the individuals in a minute, but you know we just couldn't stop Booker. Didn't matter who we put on him, he was just yeah. I mean, to start with, we couldn't stop it, and you know he was just absolutely cooking Vooch, and yeah. which is no surprise because Vooch has regressed slightly. His defence has gone, well, he's gone. <laughs> altogether um, you know from where he was at the start of the season anyway yeah he'd started well on defence this year and you know we, we'd commented on it a few times that it was actually pretty impressive but it's faded it's gone he just seems to have gone back to standing around with his arms down spinning round in circles <laughs> because he doesn't seem to know where he is yeah and yeah you know it just there's not not really a lot to say on the game because there was only one team in it. Yeah. You know, and unfortunately it wasn't the Bulls. No. So, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously we've spoke about their, well, a couple of their individuals and the shocking thing is, like I say, Ayton and Booker went for 81 points between them. The next highest point scorers were two of them off the bench Landry Shamit and uh, Damian Lee who hit 12 each yeah. and to be fair most of them were from three Um, you know they had uh, five points from Cameron Payne you know Bulls legend as he is <laughs> obviously um, and eight points from Bridges. You know, so the fact that two players did the majority of the damage is just, yeah. When we're supposed to have three all-stars out there, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you've got anything to say on it. Uh, I move on to the players. No, do you know what? I, I could start and I'll go off in a bit of a rage about the whole thing and it's it's pointless really at this stage we just start breaking down players yeah um, I mean I guess we'll start with the starters and the three so called well big three 
Mm. DeMar DeRozan, um, 29 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 block, 11 of 17 from the field, none of 1 from 3, and 7 of 8 from from the line. Um, 2 turnovers. It is just, to me, again, there's just nothing stats. You know, in a game like this, but they don't show what it looked like on the floor. No, and I you mean, know. was it in the third where he had that five-second viol- violation? Yeah, standing at his own at the back of his own basket, and yeah. couldn't get the ball out. Nobody was moving for him, nah. which that doesn't really surprise me because that's how Bulls seem to be playing. Yeah. It's Give like the ball I mean, tomorrow and everyone stand and watch. Yeah, I think at one point I I put into the to the live thread. It's just amateur stuff. Yeah, Do you know, and and it was. I mean, I've I've watched college games. Not I watch much college basketball, but I, I watched college games that have looked more like NBA performances than the Bulls put out last night. Yeah, I mean, he was frustrated out there again as well, wasn't he? Yeah, very much so. Which, understandably so, but... That's, yeah. It's just... Like I say, it's hard to pick this game apart because there was just nothing from Bulls. There was nothing from any players. Nothing. Just nothing at all that you can even attempt to get excited about. <coughs> no. You know, you know, Zach, 21 points, four rebounds, seven assists, uh, seven of 15 from the field, and once again, one of six from three. You know, it's just... It's frustrating at the minute, Zach. Yeah. Because he looked better at getting into the paint last night and getting to the line. I mean, he was six or seven from the line. It just still doesn't look right. No, he doesn't. And, I mean, it's like you mentioned that you like him with his second unit at the minute. Yeah, I prefer um, him playing with a second unit than I do him seeing him playing with DeMar and Vooch right now. But do you not think that, I mean, yeah, obviously he does come come alive. But we go to ISO ball when Zach's out there as well. Because it's like, well, that's, ball to that is... And, that's the problem, I guess. But see, it's a double-edged sword, really, because I think when he's out there with the likes of Goran and Goran's carrying the ball, it takes the ball out of Zach's hand. Yeah. And now I know DeMar takes the ball out of Zach's hands as well, but it just goes into DeMar iso ball. At least when Goran has the ball in his hands, he's looking to distribute the ball and move the ball around. And, you know, it's not necessarily going to have to go to Zach he will make the ball work wherever it's going to work, whether that's with Dre or Kobe or, or um, Javante or whoever. Yeah. Um, that's what I mean by I prefer seeing Zach in that unit because it, even though Zach looks to go ISO, the ball's not in his hands. Yeah. So the decision's taken away from him a lot of the time. Yeah, and I mean, it's somewhat, I'm going to 
who I want to speak about after all this as well. But, you know, the next player, Vooch. Uh, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, 1 block, 1 of 3 from 3, and 6 of 7 from the line. Again, they're just empty stats because when you look at what DeAndre Ayton ended up putting up, you know, in a couple of minutes more, 30 points, 14 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks, and he was none of one from three uh, three point area, eight of nine from the line. That is the sort of game you want Vooch to have, right? You don't want him taking three point shots. Nope. You want him dominating in the paint, but you need the ball to go to him as well for him to yep. be able to do it. Which it was a little bit at the start, which seems to be a recurring trend now is starts off with Vooch in the paint, although I think his first shot was a three-pointer last night, but it starts off feeding the ball into him in the paint and he starts getting these, you know, as Stacey says, mouse in the house, free cheese. He starts getting those shots. He works it on the inside and then they stop They stop going to him. Yeah, because they need to get Demar hot or Zach but, hot. Or... Do you know, sod that. If it's working feeding the ball in deep to Vooch, keep feeding the ball to Vooch. Yeah. Leave him in. Don't make him feel like, what's the point of me being in here under the rim, bashing about with whoever it is that he's a little bit afraid of anyway. So he starts to drift further and further out. And then before you know it, he's hanging around at the three point line the whole time. Not affecting anything. (laughs) Not affecting anything. Apart from, like I've said before, he does have this, you know, knack of hitting the real clutch threes. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's... You're talking about at the end of a game. I mean, he'll have been floating around at that three-point line for the majority of the time he's been on the court at that stage. It's no good. He needs yeah. to be in deep, in underneath, fire the ball into him, let him see if there's an opening under the rim, and if there isn't, he's a very adept centre at passing the ball back out again. He finds the open man, he hits the open man. Whether that is Damar, whether that is Zach, is irrelevant. Whoever is yeah. the open free man, get it out. Then you're in a position to swing the ball around, maybe feed it back in, or maybe find an open shot. Yeah. But it, and, and the, the annoying thing, and this is the thing that frustrates me the most about it, is they do do it, and they tend to do it in the first four or five minutes of a game, and then just stop. <laughs> It's working. Why do they keep stopping? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's my observation. Yeah, and like I say, it's something I'm I'm going to ask you about after all of this little game review. So, uh, P. Will, he was it two games ago. Said he feels like he's a star, potential superstar, and I think in them two games he's gone and put up seven points and. Gone a little bit passive P again. This game... Sounds like a toilet problem. (laughs) (laughs) This game, two points, three rebounds, one assist, um, one block. um, None of three from three, and his points come at the line. Uh, Hitting both of them. You know, it just... (sighs) It wasn't 
doing anything really. No. Well, that's how it seemed. It seems like he'd gone back to game one, and I mean, yeah, he was taking the shots, and credit to him for doing that. They just weren't falling. No, they weren't. I don't know what was going on with him last night, and you know, it was none of eight from the field in Which the is end. Just crazy bad. Yeah, so it's not like he wasn't trying because he was. And yeah. I mean, I couldn't even tell you who he was actually on defensively last night. No. Because nobody seemed to be on anybody. You kind of think that he was going to be on Bridges or well, but he seemed to spend a lot of it on Booker, then he'd be on Ayton and then he'd just not be on anybody. Well, to be fair, I think they threw everybody at Booker at some point. Yeah. Nothing I mean, stuck. maybe they needed to try all five of them at once like that. Maybe. We'd stop him, but... Yeah, so, you know, not really a lot to say about P-Will's game. Not going to get at him for it. As we've said, always say, it's one game. Right. Hopefully, he snaps out of it. Yeah, uh, at least we've got an easy game coming up next, so it's, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ayo. Now, I actually thought this was Ayo's best game in quite a while. So it's definitely the first time he's got in double points for quite a while, or it seemed it that is. way. Eleven well, points, he... two rebounds, one assist. He was five of eight from the field and still can't hit a three. But no, but those points that he got were all attacking the rim points as well. They were, I don't think he got any set shots. No. And um, I mean, this is like I say. I don't want to jump into what I want to speak about after it, but it does lead into that. So, okay. Like I say, it was, I don't know. It's hard game to judge him on because, like I say, his points look impressive, but the team just weren't. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the bench mob. Not really much point talking about him because apart from Caruso... Yeah, Caruso played well. Yeah, I mean, he was the only one that seemed like a three-point threat for us, scoring two or four, finished with 14 points, one rebound, two assists, and that was it. Um, five fouls, though. Yeah, well, yeah. You know... shows he was getting stuck in, at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the fouls were a little bit dubious as yeah. usual but yeah I mean the only other one really of any note I think off the bench was Drummond he got 15 minutes 4.7 rebounds 2 assists 1 steal and 2 blocks Um. now when Vooch played near enough double the amount of time as him and got 1 more rebound than him you know what I mean? It just shows that we need him coming off the bench to do that. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of want Vooch to get back in. I don't know what's going on with Vooch at the minute with his rebounding. He just doesn't seem to show any sort of effort with it. He never seems to show any sort of effort with it, but... <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, that's all I've got to say on the individuals. I don't know if you've got anything else. 
Well, no, the, the only thing that I noticed there was when you were kind of saying your bit was considering that Alex Caruso was about the only three-point threat that we had is quite sad when he only hit two of four attempts. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm gonna... Two three-pointers and, and he's considered our best three-point threat is, well, I hate I hate to, to roll back to what... Um, what was it? Ben Simmons said, but that's Bill quite Simmons. Bill Simmons. That, but that's quite depressing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Javante and Dragic just look like they shouldn't have been out there. I don't know if I mean they were both listed on the injury report before it wasn't they as questionable. Yeah. I think, and I mean, Javante didn't even get seven minutes, and. I mean, I don't think it'd have made much of a difference in the end, anyway. But you just kind of think, why we're we risking him if he's got a niggly little injury, same as Dragic. He's got them weird bruises at the minute, hasn't he, Dragic? Yeah. Which you know, is like down his neck and down his shoulder into his arm, isn't it? It's you know, so he's obviously he's still suffering with whatever that injury was, that stinger that he got. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. I mean, I forgot to give the overall team stats in the end, but uh, three-pointers, they hit 15 of 33. And this got a, a hat throw off Matt Peck on CHGO. Bulls hit four of 25. Yeah, that's just shocking. 16%. Uh, <laughs> I put out a tweet last night. You know, AK, can we go out and sign a three-point shooter? I know, I saw that. Yeah, I, I mean, we need we need shoot we need shooters. It's just plain and simple. I mean, yeah. if, if, if ever there's a game that highlights it more, is you know, this one is just just well, nobody even, can hit shots right now in, in a game like this. We need someone to ignite a fire. I mean, even against Jazz, we we didn't do it either did we do you know what no. I mean it, no it was done from the stripe really you know and that's the one stat to me that really stands out of where we lost the game because um, free throw wise we hit 27 of 33 once again you know as we did against Jazz we dominated in that one they hit 19 of 21 assists 21 for us 22 for them we completely got out rebounded, which you know, forty six to thirty five. Steals five for us, three for them. Blocks six for us, five for them. Points off turnovers twenty one for us, fifteen for them. You know what I mean? So yeah, we couldn't stop Booker, but if we'd have hit even another four three pointers. It doesn't look as bad as what it was going. If you hit one, it potentially stops Booker from hitting the next one, or whoever hitting the next one. Do you know what I mean? It's just it, it changes, changes the flow, the flow, of, the flow game, of the game, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you know because I mean I've shared that video in that the chat yesterday, didn't I? Where it was like a kids' game, wasn't it? And yeah. the deer running out, and he falls over, wide open three, and he completely airballs it. 
Yeah. And I put underneath it exclusive footage of Bulls in practice. We can't stop the threes and we can't hit the threes. And that was everything in that one clip. Yeah. And yeah, it was a bit of a piss take and a bit tongue in cheek, but it's kind of true. Sadly. Yeah. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw it to you for the pog pog dogs. Not that there is anything. To... Well, even just trying to figure this out is depressing. Um, so, player of the game. I mean, <laughs> it was it was discussed last <laughs> night, and you know, while the game was on, I think it was in, even in the third third quarter, going towards the fourth, um, we started talking about the potential player of the game and. My answer was, well, there's only one person on that court that deserves to get player of the game of any kind, and that's Devin Booker. And he's not in a Bulls uniform. So, yeah. I mean... And then if there was anybody after him, it was going to be Aiton. Yeah, I mean, there there quite literally was not a Bulls player on there that I would like to give that title to from last night's game. No, there was nobody did anything that stood out. You know, and... Normally, we kind of—I've you know, done it before. Was it in the Nuggets game where I threw my teddies out and didn't? We didn't award one. Yeah. In the end, when we did the review, we did kind of pick one, and it ended up being AC. I think, didn't it? I think so. And if anything, that's where I'd go with this one, but I'm not going to. No, I, I can't. No. I can't. I can't put my hand down and agree to a player of the game on it. I just. Yeah. There's just was nothing that was good enough. Nah, so yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the disappointment of the game. Now this is difficult for an entirely different reason. Yeah, um, where do you start? Exactly, and for that very reason, I didn't even bother trying to break it all down. For me, the disappointment of the game was the, the performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the performance. Yeah, it was. Just all round poor. Um, yeah, defensively I mean, it was poor. Offensively it was poor. Um, Billy didn't make any changes that made enough of a difference. Um, not that I think he could have. I don't think there was any solution to Devin Booker last night. But just it was just rubbish from from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, I think the the best part was when it actually finished. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't oh, even get uh, to see that bit. Yeah, well, to be fair, I was halfway through getting dressed when the buzzer went and getting ready to go to work anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah, kind of set my day off in on a bad note, really. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it was just it was just shocking, so... <laughs> so, hi, highlight of the game, then. Christ, this wasn't much easier. Um, But there were a small handful of plays that we could pull out as being highlights. Um, I mean, Io made a nice crossover in, I think, the first quarter, got to the rim. Um, The the slam by DeMar that was taken off of the, uh, the pass in the lane by Zach. Yeah, was was nice, and um, Zach uh, got a 
was it a breakaway at one point with a two-handed jam after yeah. Demar getting a block? I think I can't even remember it. That's how nonplussed I am about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean the one I've put down was there was a block by DJJ, and then next thing he was at the other end getting on the end of a lob. I think it was from Dragic again. You know, it, it should have been a, a momentum lifter. Yeah. But yeah. it just did. If it was at the UC, then maybe so. But yeah, it was just. Yeah. So that's that's about it, really. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, in fact, the only other highlight I would pull out from it was it was quite nice to see the old. 90s Suns jerseys and uh, emblem on the floor. It was it was quite cool. Um, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, my memories of seeing that kit are uh, are of us having very challenging games, going back and forth between the Dynasty Bulls and the, and the the Barkley Suns. And Dan Marley was there in the crowd as well. Of course, he would have been part and parcel of all of that. Thunder Dan. Yeah, but um, I mean. When you start having to pull the positives of a game out from the opposition, it's a very, very sad affair, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is, they didn't have Chris Paul or Cameron Johnson. No, no. They literally had two players out there, and them two players cooked us. Completely cooked us. So, yeah, it's just... Like I said, showed us what superstar players, all-star players, however you want to word it, look like, I think. Yeah. It should look like. So, yeah, I think you can probably tell from our effort there that we've put as much effort in as the Bulls did last night, really. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'll send it to the advert and um, I'll go through a few more topics after that. The Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Yeah, welcome back. Hopefully we can lift it a little bit. Probably not because everything to do with this Bulls team at the minute is slightly depressing and downbeat. So I've got a few few questions for you. Okay. Uh, this, well, first one's not really a question. Obviously, as you said in that quick review, our next game is against Warriors tomorrow night or three, three o'clock Saturday morning for us here. Which, if that's not depressing, I don't know what is. Um, <laughs> so, that's I've got our next six games wrote down, and obviously that one starts it. Obviously, our current record is 9 of 12. Mm-hmm. So, potentially, and more, proba- more probable, we're going to be 9 of 13 come whatever time Saturday morning for us. So, four below 500. Uh, obviously, Warriors at the minute stand 
I think, from their games. They're on a bit of a resurgent thing, which is why, you know, plus it's Warriors and if Bulls turn up like that, Steph Curry's going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And if he doesn't, Clay Thompson is. And if he doesn't, is that what? Wiggins? Yeah. Jordan Poole? Possibly. <laughs> you know, so, like I say, in my opinion, we're going to end up four below 500 at the end of it. So Which then, is not great. No. But, is it all doom and gloom? Because the next five games after that, Kings... Wizards, Mavs, Knicks, Hawks. Now, this Bulls team, we really don't know. No. But you look at them five games and you think Kings should should be a dub. Should. Wizards, we should have beat them last time. So we could beat them this time. So there's two. Mavs. They're on a pretty much similar form to it, and maybe not getting blown out the way we are, but they can't seem to string a run of wins together. You know, they're very up and down, pretty similar record to us, I think, at the minute. So, potentially, there's three. Yeah. Knicks. You'd like to think we can beat Knicks. You'd like to think so. So, straight away, if we win all of them, we're back to 500. And we right. face Hawks, who, to be fair, they're all over the place. Yeah, we've got Hawks before Knicks, though, haven't we? Um, no, it's Same. Knicks, then Hawks, and then Knicks again, I think. I think that's how it goes. I thought it was back-to-back Knicks games, actually. Um, I can't remember. Let me anyway. schedule up. Um, but, you know, so, like I say, yeah, we don't know with this Bulls team, because it could go anywhere we could end up losing all five of them and been in a whole world of shit. <laughs> well, yeah, then there's trouble ahead. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is um, Hawks and then back-to-back Knicks. Okay. Either way, we'll play Yeah, them. yeah, I mean, we've still got to play them. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so if this Bulls team play how they can do, how we did against Bucks, how we did against Celtics twice, how we did against Heat at the start. There's no reason why we can't win all five of them and then be an above 500 team. Would but be nice. We play like we did last night, play like we did against Pelicans, Nuggets, Raptors in one of the games, possibly. <laughs> We're going to, like I say, we're going to be what? What's that going to make it? If that's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games under five. <laughs> Which, that's, that's almost season over, really. Yeah, and I think that's going to, well, cause a meltdown within Bulls Nation. Well, it would, yeah. Not already. So, like I say, we'd, we try to stay as positive as we can with it all. But at the minute, we're kind of getting dragged into it because Bulls are not really giving us anything to be positive about. Or not no. Consistently <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. Not consistently enough. So, the one thing that we could have been positive about and we kind of want to be positive about 
come out before the game about Lonzo Ball and we've not had any real updates for a while but Casey Johnson well it come from Billy in the end didn't it Um, via Casey Johnson they're not seeing any real progress with him he's still not you know they're not ramping his rehab up in any way sounds familiar doesn't it yeah and I mean, it was only the day before that it come out that, we, you know, once that calendar flips, we could expect to see him back. And this is what it's been like all the way with him, isn't it? Yeah. We don't get any updates. Then we get a slightly positive one. And then we get, no. Bombshell. He's, he's still in pain. He's still got pain. He still can't run. He still can't cut. He's still, you know, and it kind of makes me think we're not going to see him this year and mm. you know even if we do see him is it is it really going to be worth it you know do we need to make adjustments to this roster before it gets to that point that's what one of my questions was for you well yeah um, I suppose it's kind of hard to tell until we kind of know for sure what kind of time frame we are or aren't talking about with uh, with Lonzo, and unfortunately, that's the big problem: is we're not getting a time a time frame from them at all. This is exactly what happened during the off season. Oh yeah, no, he's he's doing well. He's doing well. He's oh no, actually, he can't walk up the stairs. Do you know? Yeah. And this feels like it's going in the exact same direction. He can't make any lateral movement. He can't run without pain. So, therefore, I'm thinking he probably still can't go up the stairs. He's probably still using the bloody stair lift going up and down. You know, he he obviously isn't right. And you've got to start wondering, is he ever going to be right? Yeah, that was what I was going to sort of highlight with it. Because, obviously, as we know, AK's all for this continuity. Right. But how can you have any form of continuity when you're not seeing the team together? You know, because we saw it for 35 games last year. That is it. That is all, the only sample size we've got of this team. And without Lonzo, it's not working. And if... All AK's relying on is Lonzo coming back. If he doesn't come back this year, we're then in a position where Vooch is expired, uh, Kobe's expired, Ayo's expired, uh, Demar's going into an expiring deal. And by that point, it could be too late to make any moves as well yeah. with regard to Vooch and Demar, you know, if the moves need to be made, that is. You know, because obviously, yeah, we all know Lonzo is going to be a massive part of this team. But like you just said, is he actually going to come back? If he does, is he going to be the player that he was? Well, that's is the thing. Is it going to be, a, as we've seen with Zach at the minute, an issue, yeah. a continuous issue? You know. He's got to build the confidence back up in his knee the same way that Zach has to. So, 
he's not going to be as dependable on defence because he's not going to try and get around the screens as much. He's not going to cut as much. He's not going to turn as much, you know, because he's not going to have the confidence there in his knee. So, you know, it kind of goes back to this whole blow it up, rebuild, tank, whatever you want to call it. You know, what do people actually class as blowing it up? Well, I mean, I suppose pulling apart the 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 stars of the team. Yeah, you know? and that kind of is my my next one. Is this big three that we've supposedly got working? Clearly, it's not. <laughs> and so then, why isn't it working? Well, that's the bigger question, you know. And the frustration of it all is, it can work because we've seen it when it does. And yeah. when it when it does work, it looks pretty damn good, you know. And that's the frustration of it all is you see, like, you know, a game like they had against the Bucks or a game like they had against the Celtics. And you think, well, yeah, this is what we've got. And then you see a game like that last night and you're like, well, hang on a minute. No, this, all we've got is a puddle of shit, you know, and... It's so hard to regulate your thinking because the extremes of the performances are so vast. They're so far away and far apart. And and yet they can only be maybe sometimes one game apart. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. I mean, that's and, it. I mean, we could go to into Golden State tomorrow and I mean, we're not going to blow them away. We're, no. we're just not capable of doing that. If we put a performance like we did against Celtics, Bucks, we, you know, pick any of them, and we come away with a win by three, four, five points, everything changes again. Yeah. But does it, or is it? Is it just going to mask the problems again, well, as any victory seems to do with this Bulls team? That's the problem, isn't it? It's it's masking the issues that are obviously there. There, yeah. there are underlying issues, and we look, we've highlighted some of them. We know what some of them are, but I also believe that there's some that we're not aware of. There's some, you know, I, I said it before when we were going through our little bit of a bad spell before the uh, the Celtics game. Something to me feels off, and yes. last year it didn't feel that way with this team. You know, yeah. It, it, it felt like we had something kind of magic last last season. You know, there was this, con, you know, uh, camaraderie among the players. They all seemed to get on. Everybody seemed to be happy. Everyone was smiling. And that's not there this season. And I know that comes with winning. And we were winning more last season than we are now. But still, something feels off. Yeah, I mean... Going back to the big three, when, you know, like you just said, the Bucks, the Celtics games, when we've put in these sort of performances, it's because Vooch is firing. Yeah, yeah. When we have these sort of performances against Suns and whoever else, Vooch is non-existent. Yeah. And is that because... We don't go to him because we go to Demar. Is it Vooch as a person, as a player? 
you, you know, we've said all along, Vooch is key to this team. Yeah. And if he's not performing, the team don't perform. If he's on fire, then the team tends to be on fire. Yeah. But the team have to help him be on fire. And Very by much. going by going away from him, like you said, we tend to start the games feeding him, you know, and then we go away from it. Yeah. And, and nine and times he, out of ten it's working. And I don't understand then why it stops. Yeah, because then this is what's leading me to become more and more frustrated with Damar is because it goes to him. Yeah. And yeah, we all know what Damar is capable of. But the last few nights, he hasn't been capable of it. And you can see Vooch getting more and more frustrated. And then when Damar starts getting frustrated, that's when Vooch gets even more frustrated. Because, yeah. you know, take away the, all the whole, the whole three-point thing with Vooch and stuff like that because, you know, it's just an ongoing thing with him. You know, we need him to be big in the paint on both ends. Yeah. And he's just not at the minute. No. Or not consistently, anyway. Yeah. And then... As well, for me, with the way we play through Damar all the time, it's stopping the development of Io and P. Will. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because we've seen what P. Will can do when he's got the ball. Well, it didn't work last night, but no. in previous games, he's been, what, two of three from three? Three of four? You know, he's been pretty good. And... You know, he's been a bit more aggressive towards the rim. But there's just nothing going through him. He's having to create his own shots, his own plays, whatever. And it's the same with Ayo. To me, you can't have your point guard standing around watching another player. No. And then every so often, you know, drive into the rim because that's what we're seeing with Ayo at the minute. So, I mean... Damar is he is good for the team. He is good for getting us wins. He is good for putting up stupid amounts of points and records and whatever else he's been doing. But long term, it seems like he's, he's hurting the team because we're not de- we're not been able to develop other players, Zach included, really. Mm. You know because. Obviously, we've just signed Zach to the max, and he's not playing like a max player no, he's for whatever reason. And it's just—I mean, obviously, a lot of the hate at the minute is aimed towards Zach, and I see it, I get it, but to me, it's a little bit wrong as well. Yeah, you know? I agree. Yeah, something's not right with Zach. Whether, like you just said, there's something not right with the team and the reason is is Zach. You know, as we saw with uh, the Warriors at the start of the season when Jordan Poole was getting his big contract, he was walking around saying this and that and ended up getting punched by Draymond Green. Yeah. 
I don't think it's quite at that point because I don't think Zach's that sort of a person. Um, but has it put other people's noses out of joint? You know, because they've never had that contract. They're never going to get that contract. You know, you just... You just don't know, do you? It's just, no. you know... Behind closed doors. Yeah, and... Again, like I say, this could all change within the next two or three games and we could be feeling a lot more confident, a lot more happy and everything like that. But it just doesn't feel like it at the minute, does it? No, it doesn't. Let's hope we're wrong in that respect and things do start to show signs of improvement. I mean, it's like we've always said, we can take a defeat, but we can't take that sort of a performance. No. Look, if you go out and you play your game and the other team just plays their game better, fair enough, fair play, round of applause, boulevard, and, you know, we move on. But it's when the other team beat you because they play well, but you don't put in the effort, you don't put in the heart, you don't put in the hustle, you don't try. Yeah. That's so hard as a fan to, to stomach and to accept I mean you know I, I, I don't want to bring too much of it up but people will go and say that you know you, you the Billy haters will be saying why have we extended him because well, we extend him and then we you get this sort of a game out of him he's not the one on the court putting up four three pointers you know no. alright yeah he kind of decides the plays and stuff like that I mentioned it to you in the in the um, live thread last night. I think it was in the third. Bulls were bringing it up, and I can't remember who had it, but Kobe was stood at the bottom, jumping around in anger and frustration, swinging his arms around because, from what I could work out on it, whatever play they were going to do, they didn't do. Yeah. Because people weren't where they were supposed to be. People weren't moving. People weren't cutting. And that's Kobe White that's coming up like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know who else was on the court with him at the time, but I don't know if the player was eventually meant to come back to him and because people weren't in the right place, it wasn't going to go that way. But that's what I mean. The frustration now is going filtering all the way down. Through through the whole team, yeah. So um, that's going to you know, create a bad atmosphere. Going back to Billy, if Billy's come up with that play, and Kobe's going out there to execute it, and the rest of the team are going, you know what? Nah, I, I, I don't fancy doing that. Then it's going to create a divide, isn't it? Because you're going to get some yes. that are going, well, the coach is telling us to do this, but you're not doing it, and you're making me look an idiot. Because yeah. I'm now standing here, flapping my arms around, not knowing what's going on. You know, and yeah, I don't know if anybody else actually noticed that last night, but I did. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got nothing else really. <laughs> no, no I don't like. Either. I don't like doing podcasts like this because it, I, I enjoy doing them in general but these ones are just hard to do it's hard to lift ourselves for it <laughs> you know it I mean? is 
yeah, it is. But they need to be done as well. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, apologies to anyone who's listening if we sound a bit down and deflated, I guess. But I think it's going to be a, an on, you know, a regular occurrence at the minute. <laughs> yeah, let's really end on a positive note. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could go into another rage about something else, really, to lift it again, but I can't be bothered to give the idiots the time of day. So, yeah. you know, I don't know if they listen to this, but if you are, you know who you are. And, uh, yeah, enjoy your little your little fun that you have because it's not really, I don't, I don't get it. So, yeah, um, the joys of Twitter. Aye. So, yeah, I mean, uh, let's say we've got Warriors up next and then Kings on Sunday. I don't know what your schedule's like for next week if you're going to let me down again. I, I can't make any promises one way or the other, Matt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've still got more bills to pay or what, but... Yeah, I, don't, um, I don't know. It depends on whether the missus goes shopping at the weekend, I guess. <sighs> yeah. Well, I've been <laughs> I've been roped into working Sunday now, so... Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll be in my truck for the Kings game, which okay. yeah, delightful. Um, as if it's not depressing enough. But... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got a bit of a break after the Kings game, haven't we, before the Wizards won two, three days, I think. Yeah. So, we'll aim to bring you uh, another episode, and hopefully, it'll be a bit more upbeat. Or, the way this Bulls team's going, it'll probably be, we'll be ready to rage again. (laughs) After another two defeats. (laughs) So, yeah, um... Well, I'll quickly ask you, actually, them two games, Warriors, Kings, how do you see it going? Uh, I see the Warriors game being just as difficult to watch as the Suns game. Um, I mean, it's I'll be it's ESPN as well, isn't it? I think. Oh, which never goes well. And <laughs> we, 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 our biggest flaw on defense as a team is closing out three point shots. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I think Golden State Warriors may have one or two players that like to shoot threes. Can't remember off the top of my head who they who they might be, but um, yeah, and they like to do it against Bulls as well, don't they? Yeah, they especially Clay. So well, from the head, and yeah, so yeah. I mean, look. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, the Bulls manage to pull out some shock defeat, but I don't think it's looking altogether great right now. And I'd say that's that's going to be a loss and probably a substantial loss as well. Um. And then I'm hoping a bounce-back game against the Kings and we'll actually take that one. Yeah, I mean, are Kings like the hottest team offensively at the minute as well? Yeah, but, you know... Defensively. Yeah. It, I, I think if, if we can keep toe-to-toe with them, who knows what way it might go. Yeah, I mean, I've made it quite clear my feelings towards Warriors on this pod a few times and in particular Steph Curry. Yeah. You know, a very talented player, no doubt, but I just can't stand watching him and because um, I hate the three-point game because Bulls don't have one. Yeah. Um, and I really don't want to be watching Steph Curry throwing up a three and then not even watching it go down while he stares at the crowd and waves and sits down and eats a sausage roll or whatever else he does while it's dropping. So, 
and the fact it's at three a.m. as well just makes it even worse. Yeah, that that sucks. But yeah, and with you, I think it's it's not going to be a good game. Um, hopefully, we're both wrong because I'd love nothing better to beat them, especially in their arena where they're currently is it nine and one for the season? I think. Yeah. Well, they're, they're due a loss then. Yeah. And then Kings, I just really don't know. I can't predict anything with this Bulls team. You'd like to think we can get a win over a team like that, but they've started pretty well. You know, they've got Sabonis, Fox, and even Kevin Hurt has like, gone off, hasn't he, this year? So, who knows? I'm going to say 0-2, and two, just to be uh, pessimistic about it all. Okay. That way you can't be let down. You've, you've, you're expecting the worst. And hoping yeah. The best. yeah, the only way is up. Okay, okay. So, yeah, um, if you're still with us after this, you know, thanks for listening. As usual, let us know in the comments what you think. Um, and I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK and you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And I've been Neil. Find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK. Thanks once again for hanging out with us here at the C Red UK podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us if you can. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, C Red, go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator. <laughs>